Hello and welcome. I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are a regular listener to One of a Kind You, welcome back. I'm so thrilled to have you here. If you are a new listener to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and check this podcast out. I know how valuable our time is as moms, and I am just so appreciative that you are willing to take a listen and see what this has to offer, and I don't take your time for granted for one second um, that you're here with me. And so for all of my new listeners, the way that this podcast works is that I share a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago, and I reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I had known then in the thick of a struggle. So... Um, this uh, journal entry is from May 18th, 2016. And um, before I start reading, I'm just going to note that there are some um, names of friends that I'm going to keep anonymous. Um, but I'll just say the situation with the friends is still bothering me. I'm trying to keep it at bay, but I think I'm struggling because I don't understand why it's happening. If I knew it would be easier to cope with, despite the fact that it is bothering me, I'm going to try to stay positive and treat them the way that I want to be treated. Talking with a mom last night at gymnastics helped to put things into perspective for me. She told about a gift she received when she left the daycare and how the gift included a card that thanked her for her help with raising their children. That really resonated with me because I have the opportunity to be home for my girls and have a front row seat in raising them. Neither of my parents took that seat and it didn't serve me well. I want to serve the girls well. To do that, I have to change my mindset and my focus. I'm going to start taking the approach of what is good or healthy for my girls and my family. Part of the answer is not worrying so much about what others are thinking of me or how they're treating me, but more put more emphasis on what will make things successful for us and the girls, and that is it. The rest will fall into place for better or worse. Regardless of what that is, I have to accept it. This same school of thought applies to my parents and extended family. I have to truly start believing in me and not continue to allow people to rob me of joy and happiness. And so um, I, I remember what the situation was with the friends. And basically, I felt like I was being excluded from the group um, because I wasn't invited to something with my daughters. Um, but looking back now, I realized that I wasn't actually being excluded. It was just that I wasn't included. And not because uh, they were mad at me or there was anything wrong. They just chose to hang out with the two of them and their daughters. And that was fine. But back then I attached a meaning to this that wasn't there. I had told myself this story of, oh, I must have said something or done something. And now they hate me and they don't want to be my friend anymore. And it was nothing like that. Um, but because I didn't love myself at the time and I didn't really value myself, I thought that other people felt that way about me too, even though they didn't. And it's funny now because, um, one of the friends were, you know, super close and, um, and, and all as well. And I, if I had just said, so, if I would tell her the story now, she's going to be like, what, what are you talking about? Um, so I know that this situation was all contrived in my head because of a story I was telling myself about something that wasn't even true. And um, 
the mom that I talked with at gymnastics, I don't even remember the conversation. I remember this mom, but I don't even remember the conversation. I don't remember what prompted me to share anything with her. Um, but the conversation was so important and, um, and, and her advice still rings true today of, you know, the perspective that we focus on in the mindset. So granted, she didn't really give the advice. Um, she just shared a, a, a sentiment that was shared with her. And, um, and I have to take this, this thought process still to this day. Um, because I am, you know, a, a solo entrepreneur, so I work from home. So I'm still available for my children 24-7, or my husband less so because of his work schedule, and especially now that life is changing and we're somewhat going back to normal, he's returning to the office more. So that means, you know, I get the kids to and from school, take them to their after-school activities, doctor's appointments, all of those things. And so this, it, it's never that I took for granted that I had the opportunity to do this for my girls. That was never the case, but I think I didn't always appreciate the opportunity because let's be real, it's exhausting um, or it can be exhausting. And so um, I just went to lunch with two friends today and we were just talking about this. Like, you know, as moms, it's hard to get that downtime. Because, you know, on the weekends after working all week, that's when we tend to do the cleaning and the laundry and the catch up for all the things that got pushed to the wayside during the week. And then the kids on Sunday are like, well, we sat home on Saturday. So, you know, what are we doing today? And it's like, oh my gosh, today is Sunday and I just want to sit because I've been going for the past six days, either with work and then cleaning up or whatever the case is, but I just need a break. I'm done. And Sunday is the day that I thought that was going to happen. And now you want me to take you somewhere and do something else. So it can often feel like we never get a break. And it's funny because um, taking my kids to school yesterday, this thing, this exact same conversation took place. So my nine-year-old called me a hoarder, and which is funny because I'm really not a hoarder. And I am very good about getting rid of things. And so, you know, when my girls were done with baby clothes, I got rid of them because I knew that we weren't having any more children, so there was no reason for me to save them. Yes, they're adorable, and it's hard for the sentiment because I can think, oh, I remember where they wore this outfit, or I remember when we got pictures taken in this and want to hold on to it, but I've been really good, and I've let things go. And so um, my nine-year-old thought that I was a hoarder because I had a collection of papers in my nightstand drawer, but they're all things like, you know, a little gift from my husband and just little mementos that are, it's not really hoarding, but it's things that I don't necessarily want to get rid of, but it's not, you know, tons of stuff. It's, it's a very select few items. And so I remarked to her, I said, you know, Casey, I don't have a ton of time to purge and organize and things like that because I take care of you girls and I run my business and then I have the dogs to take care of and the cats to take care of. So I'm like, there's really not a whole lot of time in my day for purging and organizing and things like that. And so literally once the conversation ended, the radio segment came on and the host on the radio show was like, up next, how much time do you think parents get to themselves? How much free time do you think parents get? And so they aired the segment and he said 32 minutes a day is how much free time parents get for themselves. And I just laughed hysterically because I'm thinking to myself, I don't get 32 minutes of free time a day. And so my 12-year-old saw the humor in it and that I just told my 9-year-old I don't have time to purge and organize because my whole life revolves around you girls. 
And then here's the radio basically confirming that, like, yep, parents only get 32 minutes of free time a day. So when my girls were younger and the and my husband was working these crazy hours, I often felt like a single mom. And it was just, it became sometimes too much to handle. And I didn't really have anyone I could turn to. I didn't really have a resource, like a help, a resource, a support system. And so... So I started on some days to resent the fact that, you know, my husband goes to an office, he can close his office door for privacy, he can use the bathroom with the door closed and there's no being there, be it a human child or a fur child, trying to get in and look at you while you're using the bathroom. And so I just didn't have the ability to cope in that moment or to to have the mindset or the perspective of, you know, this time with, with my kids at this age is limited. You know, it's tough, yes, but I didn't have the ability to say, okay, I need a break and I need to find someone to help me, whether that's someone on care.com, whether that's um, swapping time with another stay-at-home mom or telling my husband like, hey, since you have nothing going on in this morning in the office, I need you to wait until noon to go into work because I need from 8 a.m. this morning until noon to have time to reconnect, recharge, whatever the case may be. And so looking back on it now, I can see where there were times where I just was completely miserable because I couldn't appreciate the value of being a stay-at-home mom in the moment because I was riddled with guilt for not being patient, for not having the house decorated better, for not having my girls in matching clothes, for not having them in more extracurricular activities, for, you know not always being present, all of these things, all of these different reasons to where I, you know, was convincing myself that I wasn't good enough. Instead of saying, you know what, Kim, you're doing an amazing job. Today is tough. Tomorrow will be better. Or maybe this morning is tough, but the afternoon will get better. And just taking some of that pressure off of myself in terms of expectations and the need to push through and um, criticize rather than um, offer some compassion and grace. And so I think the other part of that too was that I couldn't um, allow myself to determine what I thought was right for my children and my family. I allowed a lot of outside influences to impact my decision and uh, sway my thought process. So I believe that dance is a sport. I feel like dance is good for kids. You know, it gets them up and moving, it helps them with their flexibility. It helps them with working together in a group because everybody has to learn the routine together. I see value in it, but I love dancing. So I love doing Zumba. I love doing, this is so like cheesy 80s, 90s, but I love step aerobics because it's kind of like dancing. And so I love those types of movement activities. But I know there are people in my family who don't necessarily see dance as like the most um, valued way to have a student involved in an extracurricular activity. They place more value on organized sports. And so I allow their perspective, what they value to sway me and make me feel less than or like I should be doing something different or better instead of saying, hold on, what are my values? And so because I wasn't really, first of all, I didn't really know what my values were aside from that I valued my family but I didn't really know what my values were. And so because I didn't own them or didn't really believe in them firmly or have them defined, I took on everyone else's and I adopted them as my own, even when they didn't necessarily feel right. 
And so part of that was because I didn't want to have anyone think badly of me. I didn't want anyone to judge me, criticize me. I didn't want to be seen as less than. I didn't want to see be seen as a bad mom, a bad wife. I just wanted everybody to look at me in the highest capacity, the highest standard. And when I thought that that would be compromised, that was the end of the world for me. I just could not handle that. That was devastating um, because I didn't see myself as a valuable person. I didn't see myself as a good mom, a good wife, a good part. I didn't see myself as any of those things because I was always focused on where I wasn't measuring up, where I was dropping the ball, where I could be doing better. And so that mindset of never being good enough or never doing enough also impacted my ability to enjoy being home with my kids because I felt like I was failing them because I didn't feel like I was doing a good job as a mom. I felt like I was letting them down. They would be better off with someone else during the day and not me because I didn't always have it together. And, you know, I was going through this feeling journey. So I was trying to manage my own journey and parent them at the same time. And so it was a lot to manage. It was a lot to work through. It was a lot to understand. And so I can see the pressure now. So we were just at Universal for a vacation last week, and I can see how the pressure bogs parents down. I have let go a lot of that pressure because I'm also more comfortable in my own skin now because I've done the inner work, I've done the healing, and there's still, of course, always work to be done. But I've done a lot of it because I've been at this for six years, seven years, eight years. I started in November of 2014, so almost eight years. And so, um, you know, in Universal, I could see where parents were, were frustrated and were losing their patience because they put a lot of pressure on themselves to make sure that their trip to Universal was the best trip ever, realizing that a lot of what was frustrating them was really beyond their control. It was nothing that they had control over. It was you know, Harry Potter wands not working the first time the kid approached the sensor and gave it a whirl. It was long lines. It was crowds. It was, you know, not getting drinks fast enough, not getting food fast enough. All of these things were beyond their control. And so are they frustrating? Yes. Is it annoying? Yes. Especially when you spend thousands of dollars to go, you want the best experience ever. And so when I could, when I took a step back now, looking back, I think, okay, I focus on what I think is good and healthy for my girls and my family and me, and that's that's where the focus lies. So if someone doesn't like the fact that I have my kid enrolled in dance class, oh well. You're not paying dance tuition. I'm not asking you to pay dance tuition, so you can either be on board or not, but that's your choice. I'm on board, my kid's on board, my husband is on board, and that is all that matters. What happens under my roof really is all that matters because that's all that I have control over, and I don't even have control over everything under my roof. But I just had to let go of a lot of things and the worrying about what other people thought of me and how I thought other people were treating me and, you know, it, it just, none of it was serving me positively and it was really making things more stressful and more overwhelming than they already were and it just added so much pressure and weight to the whole situation and so now I feel like, you know, I do a better job of navigating through the ups and the downs because I can say, okay, you know, is this aligned with 
something I value. Does this bring me joy, my kids joy, my husband joy? Yes? Okay, we're doing it. If it doesn't, then we're, we're, we're going to figure out a way to, to do it less or not at all. And so that really applied to, to everyone. So friends, family, strangers, because I also put a lot of um, weight on strangers' opinions and what they thought. And so I had to really start believing in me and not allowing other people to rob me of, of my self-belief and my self-trust. Because when that was happening, then, then life was joyless. There was nothing joyful in life. And I was miserable. I, there, I didn't feel like there was anything to be happy about. And so it was really a need to, to tap back into me. What makes me tick? What lights me up? And, you know, and there's still times where I fall into this trap of, oh, I can't do that or I can't say that or I can't wear that because, you know, what if, what is someone going to think? What is someone going to say? And, um, this most recently was me basically making a proclamation on social media or a declaration on social media that I'm going to start tapping more into my love of holistic things and, really start teaching more about them because holistic things really, that, that lights me up. The life coaching and holistic things are the things that really make me smile. They make me happy. I could coach all day, every day. I could talk woo all day, every day. And so I um, am sharing more about the different types of card readings that I do. I'm sharing more about the crystals that I use on the day to day and how to use them. And I'm telling you, I feel like a completely different person. I've always been pretty open and honest about my struggle. Obviously, I've been sharing my journal entries online on this podcast with you. I share a lot of my personal struggles and journey on Instagram, my Facebook business page. Um, but this is the one thing, like the last piece of the puzzle that I've kind of kept to myself is like my spiritual side. And because it's not necessarily mainstream. It's not um, understood by everyone, and there are times where I share with people that I am a Reiki master, and I can offer Reiki healing to them either in person or virtually, and they give me this look like I have 10 heads. And so sometimes those responses, it, it triggers back to the where I was on May 18th of 2016 of feeling like, ooh, they must think I'm weird, or they must think that I'm crazy, or they must question if I can be a good mom to my children because I'm into this spiritual stuff that's not mainstream that seems like a little quirky or weird and you know and so then I, sometimes I feel like I'm retreating and so I've I've committed to myself to not do that because that not showing all of me not sharing what I'm really passionate about is something that robs me of my joy and my happiness but it also doesn't allow people to connect with me for me so, um, so it's always a cycle. This is always evolving. It's always changing because here I am, like I said, almost eight years later, I started my healing journey back in November of 2014. And here I am in almost, well, it's April of 2020. And so I'm still growing and evolving and recognizing where I'm still getting stuck in old patterns and being able to change them. So if you feel like, oh gosh, Camina, everything that you're sharing is great. I understand it. I get it. But Oh, letting go of what others think, letting go of those worries. I just don't even know how to do that. So if you're struggling with that, feel free to DM me on Instagram, Facebook, email me. I'm happy to 
walk that through with you to figure out, you know, where's a good starting place for you. I can say, you know, a blanket statement is really take some time to reflect on what your values are. And if you're not even sure what your values are, or what that looks like, just Google list of values. And there are 8,000, 8 million, probably 8 billion search results with all different types of PDF lists and documents that have different values on them. So it might be community, it might be collaboration, it might be health, it might be um, finances, it might be personal freedom. There are so many different types of values. So just take some time and reflect on what are your top five. And um, if the things that you're doing now align with them, but people don't understand them or don't agree, that's okay. They don't have to. As long as they align with where you are in life and what you're trying to accomplish, that's all that matter. If your values that you come up with, you feel like you're not aligned and they're not showing up in your life in the way that they, in the way that you want, reflect on what's preventing you from letting that happen. What's holding you back from aligning with those values and see what comes up. And like I said, if you're not sure really where to go from there, if you need help even getting started, reach out. I'm happy to give you a little tidbit, give you the help that I can and um, get you on your way because it's really such an important part of the journey. It's really part of the foundational work. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. If you feel like this episode is helpful and would be helpful for a friend, please feel free to share the more the merrier. And also if you would be so kind to leave a review, I would greatly appreciate it. I take the time to read all the reviews for this podcast to ensure that I'm continuing to give you what you need each and every week in terms of resource, guidance, support, all of those things. I really want this to be a place that you feel like you can come to when you need inspiration, encouragement, a little boost, and some direction. So thank you again so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week.